Live from the Pacific Northwest, it's Portland Story Theater's Urban Tellers. Real. True. Stories. May the narrative be with you. Two summers ago, I was evacuated from the Peace Corps, serving in Guinea, West Africa, due to the increasing Ebola crisis. The Peace Corps is normally two years. I had been there for eight months, serving as a public health volunteer, working largely with the Health Center and the National Youth Organization. And although that sounds like a job and like you're actually doing things, um, what I did a lot of was um, sitting and being really hot and um, listening a lot because it's not my language and I didn't feel super comfortable talking all the time. So that was not what I had expected. Um, throughout college, I had been on the track to go to medical school. I was gonna be a doctor. That was all I was ever gonna be. I knew exactly what I was doing. And then about three years in, I realized I didn't wanna do it. But it's okay because I'm a planner. I set goals, I set backup plans, and then I make to-do lists, and I cross them off systematically until I get to the goal of the dream. And then I set a new one, and that's just how I go about my life. So when I decided I didn't want to go to medical school, it wasn't like life-changing, like, oh no. I was like, oh cool, now what should I do? I don't know, let's go to the Peace Corps. That sounds like a great thing to do. I want to go international. I want to do healthcare. That sounds awesome. So I got there with pockets full of enthusiasm and excitement, and I learned a new word in my first month in French. Everyone said to me, nous sommes disponibles. That means we are available. And I was like, oh, awesome. Available to do what? No one really gave me something to do. And that was not something that I was accustomed to. I was very much used to, you know, doing the things, turn them in, getting grades. Like, that's what I do. So it was hard and not like I thought it was going to be hard. I thought it was going to be hard because modern technology and like running water and electricity. That was okay. I got used to that. But it was like isolative and I was sad and I was alone. And it kind of sucked a lot. How much did it suck? Like... <laughs> A lot, like a lot, a lot. Um, but because I have this sort of like go-getter attitude, I was like, oh, great, cool. I'll figure this out. So I like wallowed for a while, as one does when you're feeling sad and lonely and you're all by yourself and you just have your journal to write in all day about how sad and lonely you are. <laughs> but it's okay because after a couple of months, probably about six months, I started to make connections and I was like working and I was like, oh cool, now I'm really excited. Like I totally know what I'm doing. I'm like making these connections and I'm gonna figure out how to take their culture of like just being and meld it with my attitudes about doing. I was gonna put them together. And then, like Ebola had been going on this entire time. But it was like, our leadership was like, oh, you're not gonna be evacuated, don't worry about it. And I was like, okay, I'm not gonna worry about it because I don't know what else to do. Um, but then, ah! <laughs> 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 I 
Um, then I got a text message one day that was like, all Peace Corps volunteers are being evacuated. And then I got a phone call a couple hours later that was like, hey, I'm coming to pick you up tomorrow morning. And I was like, uh, okay, well, I don't, I don't know what to do about this. Um, so pretty much shut down. I like, didn't have any emotions for that. I, um, I'm not very much of a crier. Um, and I did cry a lot in Guinea because I was so sad. But I didn't cry that day. I just kept this super stoic. And I walked all around the village and I told these people that I had previously told I was going to be there for two years and I was going to do so many great things that I was leaving. And uh, that was one of the hardest things I've ever done. So there was all these emotions and things. And so when I did get the news of being evacuated, like I would be lying if I didn't say there was a little bit of relief. Um, I didn't have to keep pretending that I was doing great. I didn't have to keep pretending that I loved it. I could go home. And whirlwind of plane flights. I arrived at my home in Missouri with my parents. And the relief that I thought that I was gonna get, that I had, um, it, it faded away rather quickly. And I was still sad, and I was still lonely, and I was still isolated, and I still felt pretty useless. Um, back in the suburbs and the house I grew up in and places that I knew. Well, this isn't what I was expecting at all. Um, so I wallowed in that because, you know, I wallow just for a little bit. Um, and then I was like, all right, well, got to get out of this. So I decided to move to Portland, Oregon. Great. Um, I had set my sights from this experience. I had set my sights on nursing school. Okay, I'm not going to be a doctor, and I'm apparently not going to be a Peace Corps volunteer for two years. Uh, I guess I'll go to nursing school. Um, and I thought, okay, Portland sounds great. Um, sounds like people that I would like, and there's great nursing school here at OHSU. And I was like, oh, cool, I'll come here. Um, I've got some prereqs to cross off my ever-growing lists, because that's what I do, I make lists. Um, and so I arrived here. And it was not the easiest, but I made this decision willfully and for me. So getting here, it was like, okay, cool, awesome. I got this. And so I, I, I did. I've been here for a year and a half, two years-ish. And I checked off all of my prerequisites and I sent in my applications this past winter and I applied to OHSU and my dream school, Johns Hopkins, um, but they're really fancy, so I was like, well, they're totally not gonna accept me. Um, and I was doing great, I had jobs, I had friends, and then OHSU rejected me. Um, and I was really sad, and like, right, they're lies. Hmm. Um, it was really sad for a little minute, and then, of course, you guys know where the story, yeah, the story is going. Uh, Johns Hopkins accepted me. Woohoo! So I will be going to my dream school in Baltimore um, in fall after I hike the Pacific Crest Trail, um, just a portion of it, not the whole thing. Let's be clear about that. <laughs> 
Um, and I did actually get the opportunity to go back to Guinea um, last summer. Um, I took a contract position with the U.S. government to uh, fight Ebola, um, which was amazing and further concreted the fact that I wanted to go be a nurse in international environments. Um, and I did then, when I was over there, convince my boss that I needed four days off so that I could go back up to my village, which was very far away from the capital. Um, and I didn't have anyone's phone number. I lost all of that. And so I got back up there, and I surprised a ton of people. I was just, well, like, I was the only white girl in the city, so, like, everybody could see me and, like, was, like, driving their moto, and then they were like, hey, white girl, and, like, got off their motorcycle just to come say, and they're like, oh, I know you. Um, so it was really phenomenal, and I saw all of these people that never thought they were going to see me again. And the stories that they recounted of, like, the time that we spent together, they talked to me about sharing tea about making rice and like me learning the way of making food, of like sitting under the mango tree when it was like unbearably hot and just like grabbing a mango and just eating it. And these are the things that they, they told me that they remembered. And it was like in that weekend, in that moment, that I realized sometimes it's not about doing. Sometimes it's just about being there.